Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with Mickey Loomis, Executive Vice President and General Manager of the New Orleans Saints. And, and you've been around this game for a while. Have you have you ever seen or witnessed anything that like you did Sunday in Atlanta? Um, yes, but <laughs> not very often. And, um, you know, I think Doug or, or Dennis or somebody pointed out that uh, we've gone into a game 209 times down by 16 or more in the fourth quarter, and that's the first time we've won one. So, Pretty historical start if you're Dennis pretty, Allen, right? I mean, pretty your good. first coaching game. pretty good start. Um, things weren't looking very good, and, and uh, yet I think it showed the grit and resiliency of our team and, and the never-quit uh, uh, attitude that, that uh, we know our guys have. Uh, it was on full display on Sunday, and, and look, we're, we're happy to get out of Atlanta with a win, but we're always happy if we can beat Atlanta, right? It's an NFC. I mean, it's, there are many things that go along with that victory. There was a stat that I, I talked about last night that to me just – so it's 26-10 in the fourth quarter. You're down 16, and Atlanta in the fourth quarter has the ball for 9.35, almost 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. And you win the game, and I'm thinking to myself, like, what, what kind of odds could you yeah. have gotten? Because I remember even somebody said ESPN or somebody had the probability of, of, the, of the Falcons winning 99 point some percent. It was just – it was that, that, that switch almost, and, you know, was just amazing to watch. Yeah, look, I think, you know, each game, when, when the game's over, you look at the numbers and you kind of – you know, I think the numbers tell a good story uh, oftentimes in these games. But what was in our advantage was um, – Look, we were three for three in the red zone, and they were two for four. So I think red zone efficiency um, is pretty important, and turnovers obviously are important. And, and uh, look, we caused three fumbles and got two of them, and then we had the block uh, block kick. Those are those are critical elements in a game like this, uh, particularly when when uh, you know you spend three quarters of a game and, and you don't play well. And that let, let's give them a lot of credit too. That they, I think they had a great game plan. Uh, great execution for um, the majority of that game, and and um, you know they made it difficult for us. We didn't just make it difficult on ourselves; they made it difficult for us. Your red zone defense last year was very, very strong. Red zone offense not as good last year as it was in in 2020, so that was important. Like you talked about, as well as goal to go, two for two goal to go. Yep. They were not, you know, 100% goal to go. This is an impossible question, but I'll ask it. Was there 
Is there, there were so many turning points. Was there a moment in that fourth quarter? Like, what was the play that sticks out to you? Yeah, I think, I think the play that was a critical was the uh, forced fumble um, on Mariota by, by uh, Marcus May um, and recovery by Tyron Matthew. Because if they score there, even a field goal, uh, then that pretty much puts the game away. And so that was, um, I think that was the key turning point. Um, but there were a lot of turning points, yeah. you know, um, um, in that game. And uh, we were lucky, again, we were lucky um, in large in large amount to be uh, on top at the end of it. And yet we did a lot of, we made a lot of critical plays that aren't uh, the result of luck. Um, so we're, we're glad to be 1-0. That, that play, it was a third and five, and they were already up 23-10, you know, knocking at the door to go up 30-10, to 10, yeah. and he makes the first down on the third and five, and the fumble actually comes after it. So, I, yeah. you know, I, there are so many significant plays. I, I totally agree with you. That was, that was a big one. Uh, as From a general manager standpoint, you have new faces, uh, draft class, you have new faces, uh, from a free agent standpoint, and I can't imagine you're proud of everybody, but you see yeah. that like Chris Olave, so seasoned, it seems so, so early. Jarvis, Tyron, I mean, those kind of guys must 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 make you feel just you know, hey, <laughs> made the right call there. Well, <laughs> I, you know, it's look, I feel great about about the performance of a number of guys collectively as a team, first of all. Um, but it, you know, look, it's good to see Mike Thomas get yeah, back. Yeah, that was and, my next question. Uh, look. If you know Mike and you know how, how um, competitive he is, how much um, how his passion for the game, his passion for uh, being successful on the field, you know how difficult the last you know, 18, 19 months have been on him. And uh, to see him come out in game one of the regular season and have success and just be the Mike that we all know and love, um, that, that was you know, personally gratifying that that that's emotional for all of us to see him have some success and have, see that smile on his face uh, when the game's over. Um, look, I think I think Tyron Matthew and Jarvis Landry having you know their first game as a Saint and having significant contributions um, that's got to make them feel good. It makes us feel good as well. Uh, Chris Olave in his first start did some nice things. Um, and then Jameis as well, you know, because we forget Jameis was hurt after the, you know, game seven, I think it was right. last year. Five and two. We're five and two. He's having success. He's kind of, you know, rebuilding his career. And and uh, uh, then to have that injury happen is, you know, so disappointing. And, and boy, he was pretty amped up before the game and, and uh, to the point where I think it was to his detriment um, in the early part of the game. And yet, to, you know, to see him come back, settle down, and, and just have a spectacular fourth quarter, lead our team to victory. Um, those, are, those are all satisfying uh, accomplishments and satisfying in terms of what it means to those guys personally. And there were other performances. Oh, yeah. Pete was, Werner. Yeah, um, 12 um, tackles. Yeah, Marcus May, as I said, not just it wasn't just the, the one forced fumble. I thought he had a real good game for us after, a, you know, a tough week. And, and um, so there was a lot of good performances, but there was a lot, a lot of things we didn't do well. And, you know, Sean used to say when we'd win a game where we didn't play well, you know, this, that was the perfect scenario for him because he knew he could, uh, um, you know, coach the guys really hard for the next week. Well, it's the first thing that Dennis uh, 
uh, said, you know, after the game when I walked into his office, is, ah, this is perfect. You know, we didn't play well, and we get to coach him really hard this week. Right. Got a you lot had, of things to coach him on. You had the, you had and, the room uh, automatically. Right. And so, and, and I'm sure, well, I know that yesterday um, the guys were coached pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and about Mike Thomas, it goes back to the resiliency because – wasn't an easy start for he and Jameis. Where you could see they weren't, and you could see the frustration in Mike. But man, they just you stick with it. You stick with it. You can pay yeah, off. and and look, uh, you know, Dennis said afterwards that that uh, man Mike was great on the sideline, even during that rough start. Um, he was great. His energy was great. Um, his attitude was great. And you know, he he knows. Look, he's smart enough to know that uh, you know that timing and the and that success will come. We just got to keep at it, and I, and. Look, it was reflective of our, of our entire team. Is that no matter what was happening, we still kept uh, still still kept at it, stayed with our game plan, um, found some success, and and um, you know found a way to to make some plays at the end and win the game. You're listening to the Saints Hour. We're with Mickey Loomis, Executive Vice President and General Manager. Got to step aside on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back to the saints hour mike hoss here along with mickey loomis executive vice president and general manager of the saints and it doesn't take long where you can put the atlanta week aside and it's tampa week pretty quick right because we, mm-hmm. we got back sunday night it was early enough everybody got to go watch tampa uh, really manhandle Dallas. So you, you're able to put Atlanta in the rearview mirror pretty quickly. Yeah, the uh, you know the the 24 rule hour rule seemed like it was about six hours or <laughs> uh, four hours. Um, but yeah, look, the, the first three weeks are division games, are important games. You know, they count more than just one. Uh, at least it feels that way. And um, obviously, we're going to have our hands full uh, with Tampa. Look, it's it's. Um, it's as important to them to beat us as it is for us to beat them. And, and you know, they've, they've got to hear about, you know, us winning four straight um, in the regular season. And I'm sure they don't like that. I wouldn't like it. Um, 
just like we don't like getting beat uh, in the playoffs by them. So it'll be a tough week, uh, tough game. Um, it'll it'll be what we all expect, you know, just physical and and uh, teams putting it out on the line, and we'll see what happens. I'm curious, in the offseason, do you get asked by coaches or general managers or anybody just, you know, having a you know, playing golf or having a drink, you know, dude, what is, what's the secret, man? How do you, what's no. the, what's the deal with Tampa? Cause uh, it's such a strange yeah. kind of dynamic. Yeah, it is. It's an odd dynamic that, um, that we've had some success against them and, and yeah, I haven't been asked fortunately cause I don't have an answer. <laughs> if if uh, you did, you'd sell it and bottle it. And that's you know. exactly right. Are you, this is, I'm, I'm kind of just curious cause I'm not a fan and who, really cares that I'm not, but to go NFC South, NFC South, NFC South, and then it's a huge break until three of your last four games. I mean, the yeah. scheduling gap, it is what it is, but are you a fan, not a fan? Yeah, good question. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about that. I, I think in your division games, you kind of like to be, you know, you kind of like to get into the season and kind of find a rhythm before you start playing division games. And yet I also understand the attractiveness of having uh, division games at the beginning of the season in terms of, you know, theater and drama and, and uh, um, just having important games at the beginning of a season uh, as well as the end. So, look, I, there's, there's certainly a method behind that madness. Um, but you just said it. I mean, we're going to have, you know, 17 games and, and we got to play them all. And, you know, the timing of these games, when you look at it, at the beginning of the season, you may not like the timing of it, but then at the end of the season, um, you look back and you say, yeah, that was pretty good timing for us or pretty bad timing for us as, as the case may be. So um, it is what it is, and we're just going to play them one at a time, and, and hopefully we come out on top. Although I, I cannot remember uh, an open date or as late as, as it is this year for you. Yeah, I think that's the latest we've had a buy, as I recall. We've, we've been pretty fortunate in having – our buy uh, uh, occur almost at mid-season for, you know, a pretty good period of time. And this is the first one that I can recall being this late. And yet, I don't mind it. I, I kind of like it. Um, and, you know, we'll see. But you're how coming it, off of a big we'll stretch see, you know, right before. One, one thing about the bye weeks, it always seems to come at the perfect time. <laughs> Whenever it is, you, know, you always feel like you're banged up and, and uh, um, it ends up, you know, uh, feeling like it comes at the perfect time. There are a lot of teams that tried and always try to do what you were able to do prior to Atlanta, and that is get that, that one player that you wanted to get signed. We talked about Baltimore, but getting McCoy, Eric McCoy, signed prior to the season uh, and getting that just done with, must it's, it's got to be significant. Yeah, look, we have had some discussions with uh, him as representative for a good period of time, and, and you know, eventually we just got to the point where it made sense for both of us. And, and uh, you know, we... I don't put deadlines on these deals. You know, some teams don't like to negotiate once the season begins. We don't ever have those type of deadlines. Um, but it, it is good to have it done um, before the season and, and not have have it be, uh, um, you know, a distraction or something that we're talking about in season. Although, look, I think whenever a deal's a deal, that's that's the time to do it, whenever it may come. He, he seemed like, he said he walked downstairs after he's, did the deal and he called his mom and she burst into tears and he, he said two things that I thought were just genuine. He goes, you know what? It's, it's life changing. And then he said, it's generational. Yep. And he's exactly right. But I mean, that's, it was just very well put. I mean, yeah. Uh, listen, he, he certainly, 
you know, understands the magnitude of it, um, the magnitude of that kind of, you know, financial security. And look, we're, I'm always happy for guys when they, when they get that deal, that type of deal, um, because I know what it means, not just to them, but to, you know, everybody in their immediate family. Um, and it's an accomplishment, but it's also, look, I, I think Eric is, is someone who appreciates the stability and wanted to be part of New Orleans for as long as he can be and in the Saints for as long as he can be. So that there's that element too, because you know, for these these guys that are good players, that are that are really good players, they're gonna have opportunities at other places. And and yet, um, you know, most of them and, and Eric is certainly one of them, they they appreciate, you know, what they've been able to accomplish here with the Saints and they want that to continue. I know the answer to this question is yes, but it was it was impactful, and that is how well that this team has done on the road. And Dennis will continue that that legacy with his first win, knock on wood, exactly. But strangely, it has been a struggle at home of late. It didn't win a game in November and December. And I know this, that you, your heart and your soul and Dennis's heart and soul in this team wants to make the Houdats as happy as possible. And, and a big win over Tampa would, would go a long way for that. Yeah, I have, absolutely. Although, look, I think you have to – you, ha- you kind of have to look at the circumstances behind, you know, wins and losses. And, and uh, look, a lot of those losses came when we were pretty decimated with injuries. And in one case, we were decimated with COVID. Um, so I think you have to understand the expectation about, hey, what's our chances of winning as well as, as, well as just the fact that it's home or away. Um, I do think, though, that, that, look, coming off of COVID, um, the last couple of years, you know, the first year we didn't have much in terms of, of a crowd. So it's hard to recreate that home field advantage when you, when you don't have, you know, 70,000 people in the dome. And then last year, I think there was still some residue um, in terms of, of lighter crowds and, and people a little weary. I, I'm kind of expecting, uh, I am expecting, not kind of, I am expecting, um, our home crowd to be back to pre-COVID levels in terms of of uh, their impact on the game, and I was encouraged last night watching Seattle and the impact that uh, that their fans um, had on that game, and and um, we have every bit as good a venue and every bit as good a fan, and so I'm expecting that as well, and and. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that comes out. Well, you, you would know, but you've been with Seattle prior yeah. to New Orleans, so it's Tampa noon. We're going to step aside, take a quick break, and we're back with Mickey Lewis, Executive Vice President and General Manager, listening to the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Hour, everyone. Mike Hoss here along with Mickey Lewis, Executive Vice President and General Manager. And Bar, when you look, when you look at 2020, 21, 22, and you think of the changes that really started with COVID and how they've kind of been adjusted, and I, I kind of want to talk, kind of get into the weeds a little bit because of it. It's a big part of what your world is now, and I'm talking like, you know, injured reserve and the practice squad elevation. So injured reserve. So it's four games now. It was three last year, but you have to sit out four. But you can come back. In fact, you can come back twice now, right? Well, we have. We basically have eight. Moves from eight activations, right? Eight a- moves from injured reserve. Right. So eight times, we can put a guy on injured reserve and bring him back as long as it's after the uh, the first cutdown date. Whether that's one guy twice or not, um, that they can be, but but uh, hopefully, <laughs> you hope you don't, hopefully you don't. Have you know, I was going to say you hope that's one you don't have to work on. It's um, 
So, you know, that, that, that's a good tool that we have uh, in terms of roster management. And then the other thing that, that uh, came out of COVID, besides the fact that we expanded the practice squad to 16 players, is that we get these activations um, two per week, uh, three maximum per player over the course of the season. And it just allows you to cover for those, those uh, smaller, shorter-term injuries that are, are going to happen during the course of a season. And um, it, it's, a, it's a great roster management tool and improves our product. And, uh, you know, that came out of, of uh, COVID. So um, there's a few good things. Well, there, and it, it feels like the, the NFL is right, tweaking it a bit. But this yeah. is feel, I feel like there's, there's, it's so well uh, approved by the, by the teams. This is, this is going to be around. Yeah, I think it's going to be around. Again, you know, we're just trying to put the best product on the field. Um, and and there's a safety and a health and safety element uh, as well. So you you know, you're the one thing you don't want to do as a team. You don't want to uh, rush players out there before they're ready to play. Um, and so this 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 uh, aids in that as well. I'm going to skip around a little bit because you you made me think of something because you said it in Green Bay. We talked in Green Bay, and we were talking about the cut from 90, 85, 80 to 53. And you said I'm not a big fan of that. Well, that's for another time well yeah I'm, I'm curious what 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 is it that that, that maybe you don't like or what you like well, maybe I, the previous you know, system so to speak. I, I think that most of us um you know general managers and, and coaches around our league would say that look we'd like to have the full complement of players 90 all the way through training camp um for a lot of different reasons but um yeah, you know listen we got to live with the rules as they are written and and this year it was cut down to 85 and then uh 75, right? Um, so, you know, we'll deal with that. But I think in a perfect world, we'd like to just stay at 90 until the final cutdown. We talked about this last year. And in, of the 16 players that are on your practice squad, six of them can have really un, unlimited veteran years of experience, correct? Are, are they safe? Like we, I'm, I'm getting to poaching, which is yeah. what we talked about last year. Yeah. Who's safe? Who's not safe? Yeah, all the uh, players are available to be signed uh, from a practice squad to an active roster. Um, and, that, and that's, that's the right thing is if, 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 uh, um, if players playing, uh, uh, practicing and, and performing on the practice squad for a team and somebody else has a, a open roster spot, then they should be able to take that. And they are, um, I think oftentimes if you have a player on your practice squad and he gets an opportunity with another team, they'll call and give you a courtesy of, of, uh, uh, um, hey, do you want to put me on the active roster here? Because um, I'd rather stay here. Um, that happens a lot. But sometimes you just don't have that availability. It's it's all part of roster management. But I think it's a really good thing both for players and teams to have these practice squads available and have guys available throughout the league. Is that one of the trickier moments that you have in the final 53 of can this guy – Get through waiver. Well, well, you know, we always talk about sneaking through yeah. waivers, sneaking through waivers, making that. That must be some tough decisions. Yeah, I, th I think that's one of the variables. Is that is that hey, can is this guy going to clear through waivers? Um, but remember, veteran players they they just terminate. There's not a waiver on a veteran player at the final cutdown. They're not they're not available to claim. They they just become automatic free agents. And so, that, but there's some elements about roster management that are involved in that final cutdown and. And you've seen it with us a number of times where we've cut somebody and then re-signed them, you know, a day or two later. 
excited about? I mean, how are I? I know you're excited. Are, is give me a sense briefly of and they're totally different people of is the difference of Dennis Allen walking the hallways and, and John Payton or walking the sidelines. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think I think this. I think you know, with Sean, you feel his passion every single day. His passion for the game. His passion for our team. His passion for coaching. Um, and and in, in a good way, I think with Dennis, it's a little more reserved, a little more calculated. Um, and calculated is really not the right word because Sean was definitely calculated. <laughs> um, but but it's a little more reserved. It's a little different, and yet there's a lot of similarities. Um, man, they're both they're both very critical of themselves and our team. You know, we we spend time talking about hey, you know, things that that happened in the game both from a, a playing standpoint, a coaching standpoint, an operation standpoint. Um, so we're very, very much self-critical, and, and uh, Dennis is that way as well as, as, as Sean was. Mickey, we appreciate your time. Best of luck. Huge win. We'll be talking about it for, you know, maybe one more day. Then it's, it's, it's on in Tampa. Thanks for your time. Good luck this week against Tampa. You bet, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's pause for 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back here on the Saints Hour, we will speak with Ben Hales, Senior Vice President, Chief Operating Officer, going to get the fans ready for Tampa, messaging what everybody needs to know. That's next on the Community Coffee, Saints Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with Ben Hale, Senior Vice President, Chief Operating Officer for the Saints and he also spends a lot of time on the marketing side and getting ready for Tampa Bay. And as we know, uh, I work for the Superdome as well. We're in the middle of a renovation. It is, you know, some of the challenges of progress. But trust me, in the end, in the end, when it's over, it's going to be a spectacular experience. And so, but now it's about really getting them ready for Tampa, right? What the, how to get in, how to, how to best experience. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to make some accommodations this year. Uh, you know, I think we've been we've been working really hard with ASM and with you and everyone else to get the word out on what those changes are going to be. And I think once fans get used to them, they're they're not going to be as as difficult as as uh, they may fear. But it's really we've spent a lot of time as a group trying to figure out what is the most efficient, simple way to get people in and out of the building, get them where they need to go. Uh, how to access bathrooms, concessions, everything else in the most seamless way uh, possible. And and with that, uh, with some some really some key learnings, I think, from the LSU game, from our first preseason game, and really going back to the first events in there with Monster Truck and everything else, uh, we've really been able to kind of test some of these these um, policies that we have in place. And, and they've, they've worked. They've been successful. We saw some areas where they could be improved. I think we've got a really good plan that, that's going to require some patience, but it's it's only for, for this season, a little bit of next season on the other side. And after that, we will have solved problems that have kind of existed in that stadium from the beginning on how you move people around. And so for, for people at, at home, 
important to not look at the Chargers game and go, oh, this is what we're doing. And even more so, don't look at the LSU-Florida State game and go, this is what we're doing. Because there's, there is a significant change, and it involves Champion Square and how people come into the game. So let's just let's talk about that. Right. You know, the fundamental change that's been made here is that security and ticket taking have been moved to the exterior of the building. You're used to getting there, parking, doing whatever you're going to do, and then coming up to the gates and going through security screening and having your ticket scanned. Uh, we've moved that all the way out to the exterior, and that includes Champion Square now. So a, a key difference this year is that you have to be ticketed to access Champion Square that's a temporary situation that's part of this renovation. But in order for us to be able to get people in uh, and have really free-flowing gates, once you are inside that perimeter, you'll now be able to go inside and out of the dome gates wherever you want as often as you want to. And that's really important because we've put a lot of additional amenities on that exterior plaza concourse for some things that were lost as part of the renovation this year. That, that includes additional bathrooms, more concession spaces. Some of the other activations that you typically see inside the concourses have been moved to the plaza exterior, which is also where we're going to ask people, that's where you circumnavigate the building. So you might have, if you used to go into gate A and then walk all the way around to gate C to get to your seat, we're going to ask you to do that outside now instead of inside for the simple reason that you know, those concourses have always been really narrow. Now, in some points, they're really narrow. I mean, we're talking 12 feet wide. And so it's going to be salmon swimming upstream and, unless we uh, circumnavigate on the outside, where there is a whole lot more room and it's a lot more convenient to get around. When you talked about the messaging and the whole exterior plaza being part of the game, you're in the game. It's tough because people are not used to it. I, I think I walked about 50 people to the restroom on the plaza just because they're hesitant. It's not something they've ever done, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, I can't, I can't, they won't let me back in. So you get, people have to know that. You can come and go as you please. You're right. Look, no re-entry has been on those doors since the day they were built. <laughs> now you can re-enter. And it's really, uh, and, and sometimes you know, we are all such creatures that have it, especially, you know, shoot, our season ticket yeah. holders stick around forever. And you've been doing it the same way. I've been doing it the same way. After the Chargers game, my brothers were complaining to me about why do I have to do things differently? Now, it, once you explain it, it makes a lot more sense. If based on the space that we have, the only way we could reclaim additional space was moving things out to the plaza exterior. So now is and we say once you're in, you're in. When you get there that day and you go through, whether you get there at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, hopefully you get there earlier than that because we need you in your seat at 12 for kickoff. Once you're in that perimeter, you are in and can move around freely. Um, and, and as we talk about moving around, something that's really key is, is to enter at the gate that's listed on your ticket. When you pull up your mobile ticket, there's a gate listed. But more than that, if you scroll right below the barcode there, the QR code, you're going to see a personal game plan. And that's got specific information for you on how to access your seat uh, before the game and also the best way to exit. And you know, we were all used to having a couple of different options. We had escalators. We had ramps. Well, that's not part of that ain't there no more uh, <laughs> as part of this renovation, which is going to be great because when this is completed, we're going to have direct vertical transportation to each level. So you won't have that back and forth that you're used to right now. For this year, we've got stairways and we've got some escalators. And so taking that the, that exit that we we have on your personal game plans, it's the easiest thing for you. It, it's going to be the fastest. It may not feel like it. Uh, but we've done a lot of work on this. We also brought in a third party to come in and really validate uh, the plan that we had. They were there to monitor all these other events. And, and fortunately, they, they really agreed with the plan that we put together. And, and while it's different, if, if you follow that personal game plan, it'll give you the best experience that, that you can have. 
and really, and and, this, and I've had this for many, many years. If you if you really want the real time information, download the Saints app. You're going to get that kind of information. You're going to get roster information. You're going to get it all. And I get I get no money for this advertisement, but this it's an important thing to have, and never more so than this year. Absolutely, and and it's also a big help if you download that ticket before you get to the game. With so many, when you have seventy thousand plus people waiting to get into a stadium, you know, there are times that cell service can be overwhelmed or a Wi-Fi service could be overwhelmed. Once you've downloaded that ticket, that personal game plan is there, and it really will show you everything you need to know to get around the building that day. But certainly, there's additional information available on the app, and a lot of nice enhancements that can help your experience throughout the game. And this is what I tell: I, I do a lot of tours for different groups at the dome and, and, and we take him to the stairs and I, and I, I'm always very cognizant of saying, look, you may use these stairs this year. And when it's all over, you're never going to see him again. You're never going to use them again. It's, this is so short term. And I think that's important that this is not the, our plan was not to make you walk downstairs. That's not the plan. Right. And look, I think as you're walking around the building, I really do encourage, you're going to see a lot of different areas that are behind construction. And there are a lot of walls that have been built that are temporary. If you open those up, you would see it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it is, it, we are going to have these floor to, to ceiling atriums basically that will provide beautiful views. More importantly, vertical transportation that's quick and seamless. But as you walk around the building on those walls, we've included the visuals of what's going to be there next season. Um, and it's it really helps tell the story of why this is going to be worth it when this is over. Um, it's essentially, you know, we, we talked about the concourses being narrow, and, and that's always been an issue. Our club rooms are in the corners, and they're not so easy to get to. We're basically opening up those concourses to the skin of the building and claiming a lot more room uh, to walk around. So whether you're on the plaza concourse or on the club, you'll have nice sideline clubs. There are going to be 40-yard-long bars. There are going to be all kinds of – I mean, you you can finally kind of run a parade through there rather than having to walk sideways to get through the building. So, uh, you know, I'd encourage everyone to pay attention to what's behind those walls because it might make some of the uh, pain feel more worth it. Yeah, you can see – you'll see the, the renderings there. of What's coming sometimes are a little hard to to – to visualize, because on the other side of that wall is basically a, a, a silo uh, going up. But I think that's one of the interesting things to me is that think of every time you've come to a game, you've usually come from your car and you go to the gate, you get through the gate and you go into the concourse, right? Well, these these new quads in the northeast and northwest closest to pointers now become entrance lobbies with bars and food. And, and we've never really had like a meeting place, right? You'd always say, well, I'll meet you at your section or something. But now you, you'll have meeting places. Yeah, look, it's a transformative renovation is what we keep saying. And, and it's the, the nicest thing about it is everything we're doing as part of this renovation, it's not the things where you're saying, oh, well, you know, we got to trade out rusty pipes. Every single thing that we're doing is about the fan experience. And some things are really obvious. Being able to move easily direct to your levels is going to be pretty obvious. But installing new cooking facilities so you can have fresh food and more a better variety of food in more locations is really important. Being able to have more of, of, of those amenities on the terrace level and on the 500 level is really important to the fan experience. Uh, and having more bathrooms that are nicer and a little more modern are really important for the fan experience. And that's why we're investing so much in that. I mean, this is really to, not just so that it's pretty, but so it's far more functional and enjoyable for fans for, for the next few generations, the Saints fans. And the terrace in the Caesar Superdome is one of the biggest terraces in the in the NFL. And when you walk in, of course, you see the field level suites and the club and, and the corners. 
But really, there's some big changes coming to that 500 level. That's going to be a wider concourse. Think of being able to sit at a table and eat food. So it's and we've and in those corners, you've really changed the way people experience the game. They, it opens up. So it's not about it's about everybody, right? It's about the terrace. It's about the corners. It's about everybody. Yeah, and really, we think as we look at historically where those amenities have, have been utilized. Certainly, you see it on the club levels, and you see it in suites. But you know, we have seventy thousand fans, and they all deserve great food and beverage. They deserve an easy way to get to their seats and, and a great experience. And you know, that's that's going to be really important. That when everybody's in that seat, that's the one thing that hadn't changed. Once once you're in that, it may be a little bit different how you get to that seat and how you leave that seat and where your concessions and bathrooms might be. But when you're there, it's going to be the same, and it's going to be that that irreplaceable experience that's the Saints game. We we're talking about. The, the messaging and really the plan, your, your personal game plan for Sunday. It's noon, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, two one-on-one teams, NFC South, whatever you want to say, it's Tampa coming to town. And I think they're getting tired of getting beat in the regular season, so they'll be ready. We're back with Ben Hales, who is the Senior Vice President, the Chief Operating Officer of the Saints. We'll come back after a quick break. We're in the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. We're with Ben Hales, Senior Vice President, Chief Operating Officer of the Saints, as we get ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady coming here and your team, I have to, you know, say kudos from a marketing standpoint because there's little messages around the, the building, uh, and there's a phrase that we often hear, and, and that's 28-3, right? It's at 28-3, you see a lot, and I'm wondering, I almost did it last night as, as, as a prank, like, are we going to change that to 2610? Uh, we are not, <laughs> but I, I will tell you there, there are several messages sprinkled throughout there that uh, uh, turned out to be quite appropriate uh, beyond that one, and and. To protect the guilty, we won't talk about who who puts those things there. They just uh, happen to appear. Um, but you know, look, our nobody does petty like the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> we embrace that. That's you know, that's the, the really cool thing about this organization. I think if you look at, at the leadership, beginning with the owner of the team, I mean, these are people from New Orleans. We get it, and we feel just as petty as the fans do. And so it's fun. And look, you know, it's it's all in good fun. Uh, but it, it's it you know, a game like that. Yesterday, and our, or Sunday, I should say, that's special. I mean, I, I like winning 48 to zero. That's probably my favorite, but a game like that's probably a close second. Interesting, I thought about this because I think people are so kind of accustomed to just car in that. And if we, today's Tuesday and it's a beautiful day and the front's going to be even stronger tomorrow. Now, picture, you know, October, Seattle in town, the, the Raiders, and now you've got a, a Think of the exterior plaza, just a big hangout bar, place to kind of meet and greet. I think in time, when people kind of really understand the come and go, that's going to be a unique experience. You know, this, is, this isn't this is the first time in the stadium that this has been done. Um, for our last Super Bowl, uh, there was a secure perimeter that went out that way that allowed people to go in and out. And, uh, you know, we started thinking about that, you know, maybe that's a possibility in the future. And this year, the situation really necessitated that. But we're, we're keeping an eye on how this works. And, and you never know in the future, once we're, we're done with this renovation, if it's a feature that our fans really like, we'll, we'll be open to keeping it. We really want people to be, feel like you know, once you arrive, the hassle's over. You can hang out. You've been through the security screen, which is a lot faster. We've brought in the, really the best equipment that you can get where you essentially walk through security. Uh, it's, it's far more convenient probably than an airport uh, to go through. You walk through. You're done. You have your ticket up and ready, your scan, you're done. It's all about enjoying the game, getting to your seat at that point. Although, you know, we, we talked about a, a big game this weekend. 
would certainly encourage everyone, if this is your first time, give yourself a little bit of extra time just to make sure that you're there. And and for us, you know, we say kickoff, we really need you there when the team's being introduced. I mean, you talk about a crowd that can create juice and momentum from the beginning. It, it begins with that introduction, which is really special. Lights out, got all the lights flashing. Our, our players feed off of that, and it sets the tone for kickoff. So, you know, if you can, if you have the time, it's a noon kickoff, get there a little bit early and just be ready to go. So we've, and I'm going to say two words I, I promised I wouldn't say, but I say them anyway, because it's ingress, egress. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. I don't, and we, it, we avoid them, but they're in our vernacular now. And, and people kind of come at different times from, from an ingress, you know, coming to the stadium. And, and whether, you know, we're kind of late arrivers, but for the most part, they come at different times. Getting out of the building, what would you tell fans? And certainly we're going to go back to the app, I'm sure. But what would you tell fans uh, about getting out and, and what, you know, maybe the best? Go back to your game plan. Yep, a personal game plan that's on your ticket. Uh, want to take a look at that and just kind of familiarize yourself before the game ends and follow those instructions. We'll also have a lot of staff there trying to direct people to where they go, which could be different than, than what they're used to. If there are some lines there, you know, uh, just be a little bit patient. It's that we, we promise you it's the fastest way to get you where you need to go. And then once you're back out and once you get to uh, that plaza exterior again, we've got plenty of signs and wayfinding pointing you where you need to go. So if you're parked in a specific garage, you walk out, there won't be any mystery about what, how to get there. Um, we've put extensive wayfinding signage all across the campus, extending past uh, even where you come in for the uh, security screening. So we've tried to be really focused on wherever you are. There are breadcrumbs to kind of get you where you need to go. There's always a sign. And more than that, there's always a person. So if you're not quite sure where you're going, you know, pull up that game plan, show your ticket. The ASM has a great staff. If, if you one thing that we are, you know, we, we take a lot of pride in, in always being topped in, uh, ranked at the top of the league in fan experience. A lot of that starts with the staff that works there. Those, you know, the ushers and ticket takers, a lot of them have been there for a generation uh, and they want to help you. Uh, they'll be looking to help you. If, if you can't quite figure out where you're going, ask for help. And it, uh, this is a, just a gentle reminder. Most people know at this point, but it is a cashless venue. But the biggest change there is that there's a new point of sale system, a new POS system that, you know, that, that has been installed. And you'll see them everywhere. They're little as if you went to a coffee shop and you can tap and they'll spin that thing and you'll be out of there in, in time that you've never been able to do before. So. There's so much thought that goes into how do we get them? You know, we don't want you in lines. We don't want you in lines for the bathroom or drinks or food. It's, we want you in your seat. But those kind of changes are what people need to be, what, what they'll see. That's exactly right. It, it, it is a cashless venue, as most venues are uh, yeah. now. And they're for, for several reasons. But it's really, it's speed of service is exactly the reason. And that's, that's the reason uh, for the new uh, POS system as well, is to try to get people in and out as quickly as possible. Because you are 100% right. Uh, you being in line for a hot dog is not helping us win the game. So we we want you to get that, get in your seat, and be as loud as possible. Is the is the trick trickiest part of the challenge? I hate to be the, but because we're such creatures of habit, and then and then looking at that that mobile ticket and, and going in because I mean our seats used to be in the southeast corner. We really should have gone in D, but we would go in G and go around, and that's what you. It's just it just creates it just slows you down i mean that you're just going to hit people when you do that it does but look there are multiple entry points to clear security and ticket scanning the re really the only difference is rather than walking in and walking through around the concourse we're just asking you to walk around the plaza exterior and enter at that gate 
because it's faster for you. And it'll make the more people that, that really follow that pattern, the more seamless it will be. And the fewer people who are swimming across stream, there's a lot of room on the plaza concourse out on the exterior. There's not a lot inside. Um, so uh, it's, it's going to be the best way to get to where you want to go. It'll be the least amount of frustration if you follow that personal game plan and use that exterior plaza to circumnavigate the building and, and enter at the right gate. I would assume all this stuff on the website as well, neworleansaints.com. It is. We've also, uh, we're sending a number of know-before-you-go emails this week. Uh, each season ticket holder account will get a direct mail with these instructions this week, too, a postcard with the real basics of, you know, download the ticket, use the plaza exterior to get around, and follow that uh, personal game plan to get in and out of the building. That is the beauty of winning by the way since 2006 is that it is all season tickets you have you, you know you have the ability other than third-party ticket sellers to communicate with them real time third quarter fourth quarter whatever they need to know you're able to do it we are and you know we're also realistic though that we may send that email to a season ticket holder who sends their tickets to friends and everybody else and we want to make sure that information follows along with the ticket which is why when you when you download that ticket that personal game plan whether you bought the ticket from the secondary market or your uncle sent it to you. Everything you need to go to get to that seat on your ticket is on that personal game plan. And finally, back to where we started, which is this is short term. And when it's done, you're going to have a building that is going to be like none other. Nothing like you've ever seen with lighting and natural light and open spaces. It, it will feel like a brand new building. Yeah, it's not just a renovation to get us back to where we were. It is a transformative renovation that is going to make the game day experience and better for every fan at every level of the building. Exactly. Ben Hales, appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Ben Hales, Senior Vice President, COO of the New Orleans Saints. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sunday at noon. Come early, hang out at Champion Square, come in to the gate on your ticket. But when it's time, be loud. And if you can, you know, sync up it on, listen to it on the radio as well. Deuce, Deuce and I would appreciate that. Ben, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. This has been the Saints Hour. Thanks, of course, to Mickey Loomis and Ben Hales, I'm Mike Oss. This has been the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.